0: Welcome to the cooks of it,
1: a brand new monthly podcast from your hospital radio.
2: Well, I I hope we win the league. I hope not, and I hope we get promoted the playoffs. And if not that, then I
1: hope,
3: <laughs>
0: hope we, finish, we finish mid-table.
1: I think this could be the year when in the North Riding Senior Cup. <laughs> I think.
3: Hello and welcome to this, uh, the Crux of It podcast, a spin off of York Hospital Radio. The Crux being, uh, of course, a reference to York City's first ever home. I'm joined this evening, as ever, by the uh, committee, shall we call them? We've got Dan, Mark, Ben, and Jim joining us. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, chaps. Thank you to Dan for hosting, as ever. Uh, York City, back in the National League, kick off their new season in a few days' time, and we're here to preview the upcoming season. Plenty of change since York City got promotion from the National League North back at the end of May. Lots of new players through the door and most importantly some new owners and we're lucky enough this evening to have uh, Jim from the York City Supporters Trust who are obviously involved within the uh, club takeover. Uh, I'm going to start with you Jim, welcome. Can you just give us a bit of background in the uh, ownership to take over, how that all came about and what your hopes are for the future of York City Football Club?
0: Well, it's been how the takeover has been on the cards for a very long time um the kind of how it, how it's come about started when we the the supporters just sold the club to McGill in that uh, there were things put in that agreement that meant we I think at the time add, that we could the buy the football, football cup back the club. if you ever got the of selling <laughs> I mean, it. um, it's been on the cards uh, The uh, well the brewer and crescent allowed us to make arrangements that would bring that forward a bit and our right bring our rights forward so we took over now 4 weeks ago something like that um, it's been a whirlwind ever since for myself um, I, I will be honest I'm not not uh, involved in the day-to-day running I don't make decisions at the football club But um, I'm involved from a sports just point of view um, I think it's exciting I think it's going to immediately pull uh, supporters closer to the club Alistair who we've, we've installed as a CEO Is is a fan, has been a fan for a very long time He's on our trust board Was a instrumental in setting up York City South uh so we, we've kind of straight away put a fan right at the heart of the football club which is exciting we've brought glenn in and i think everybody's seen over the last few weeks with his appearances at the club shop and at games At you know in, in one day i think he did the supporters game and the the ladies game he's he's investing in the club he's investing in the people and more importantly to us is investing in the the community and the family that we've got around it um so it's exciting from my perspective because i'm beginning to see new elements and and do more things so i'm um, I'll be doing more things with Radio York and things like that, which is exciting and, and getting certainly much more engagement with fans, which is great. I'm hoping it's it's just as exciting from you guys.
4: No, I was a big McGill fan. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Uh No, jokes aside, I think it was time for a change. I think we sort of said this on the old podcast and, and that was kind of one of the reasons we decided to do this as a bit of a new venture, and, you know, building on the positivity and everything. Um, I like the way that you said there that you're not in charge of day-to-day running and all that sort of stuff. Because the amount of tweets that you've you've had come your way, particularly a day after it was all announced, like, "Oh, are you going to install the fan bar? Are you going to install this? Are you going to do that?" As if, uh, as if like you were literally going to do that overnight. Uh, but I think yeah. that's also quite quite nice that fans now feel like they've got a voice and that they've got people at the heart of it who are, who are fans and that that change can be made. And there's obviously a lot of people who've who have thought about things for a long time, but have now got a chance to sort of say what they think and, and feel like they've got an opportunity for that to actually to come to fruition. So I think it is really positive going forward from my perspective. I think Glenn will get a big welcome from the fans. And I think he'll also kind of have a, a, a large period of time where people will will um, work with him while it's in transition and stuff like that. So, yeah, positive from my point of view.
2: Uh, so in terms of my perspective, uh, I think everyone here and everyone that listens to us regularly in the past uh, knew my opinion on McGill um, and absolutely delighted to see him go and absolutely delighted um, to see Glenn um, and Alistair uh, come in. Um, I was really sort of uh, really liked what I read in terms of uh, the first statement that was put out there um just sort of outlining both Glenn's analysis past and what they've been involved in and what they've done. Um, and again, even just since then, the, the things that have been put in place so far, the communication is just, I mean, it's just tenfold in it already. Um, and, uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm just obviously delighted by it. Um, I don't want to say anything more and talk to more about, about the, the past owners. Um, you know, I've said my bit and, um, and you know we've moved on now, and uh, yeah, I'm just as excited as everyone else uh, for the future.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty similar on it. I think it's time for a fresh start. I think the way it's being done in terms of it's like 51, 49 percent. It's very similar to like a German model, as that almost that like community feeling with it. Um, but I think we'll really see it in a year's time whether it's been successful or that. I think you know everyone says, oh, with hindsight you get to see. And I think we'll only know how successful this is going to be in a year when we are actually been able to see some of the things they've implemented, this new ownership and uh, what happens, because in four weeks we haven't seen a lot, but we have seen glimpses of good positivity, I think. So I think it's something to be positive about for the new season. I think we all just want a nice, easy, calm season on and off the pitch.
3: Brilliant. Thanks, So A lot of positive vibes uh, which haven't been felt around York City for a while now. So York City back in the National League, kicking off their season against Woking in a few days' time. Um, plenty of players have come in through the door at the LNER Community Stadium. For those of you who haven't been able to keep up, I'll do a quick uh, review for you. So got Ethan Ross on loan from Stockport, Adam Crooks, Ryan Fallowfield, Fraser Kerr, Alex Hurst, Scott Bowden, Alex Whittle and Scott Burgess, both of course returning to York City after spells at the club not so long ago. AJ Greaves, who I completely forgot was on loan at the club last season, uh, signing permanently. Gus Mafuta, Luke James, who I know a little bit about, and uh, Manny Dooku as well. Plenty of players have come through the doors. We'll get the thought on that, surely. Uh, also, new contracts signed by Paddy McLaughlin, Max Currigan, Sam Sanders, Ollie Dyson, Maz Kuya, Leno, John Lewis, Mitch Hancox, Michael Duckworth, and uh, I think Ryan Whitley signed a new contract as well. Anyone I've missed? So now I think everyone's in there. Uh, let's go around and get the thoughts in of the new players that have come in. Dan, let's start with you. Any of those players that are uh, do you think stand out or any uh, any gaps you think for York City? I don't know how many preseason games, if any, you've been to. Um,
4: I've been to one. I don't normally do preseason as a rule, um, particularly not after last season. I'm getting hoodwinked. I mean, the one person I'm going to say is is a massive sign. that's Masakuya. I think he's a you know a really good signing to get over the line. I thought he he for me was the difference last season. He really helped us get get over the line when he came in he seemed to kind of uh, galvanize us and you know his ability i think far exceeds the level of national league so let you know national league bond, north
3: bond with the fans as well yeah bond with the fans
4: and just the fact you know he, he's good with both feet you know he can take a corner with either foot either side um he, he he's got great vision he can see a pass he's very skillful he creates space he makes things look really easy so i think getting him fills me with a lot of confidence. Uh, there's a lot of players um, they're coming in, and I, and I think sometimes you, you you find with teams that they gel really quickly. Sometimes you find it takes a bit longer, so it, it depends on on what it's like. I was a bit surprised that uh, someone like Ollie Dyson got a two-year contract, but but maybe given his age and and you know he did do a good job, kind of. Um, in different positions last season, you know, maybe that's that's why useful, he's got that. Useful squad player, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And, and similarly with Michael Duckworth, but he he seems to have, you know, apparently by all accounts played really well in pre-season um, and there's competition for his place now. So there's a lot of positivity. I, th- I think m- my worry really is the fact that we lost our probably our two best players from last season, Pete Jameson and Akeel Wright. I think they're really, really big losses. And it's whether these players that are coming into their position – I know Ryan went out and loan last season, did really, really well. You know, is he able to kind of jump up two divisions of what he's played at if he, if he gets a nod? Uh, and I think Akil Wright is a real, real big yeah. loss. You know, I was really hoping with us getting promoted, we'd keep um, the likes of those players. And it's just whether... I, I, I sort of worry there's a little bit of a lack of experience for me in certain areas. Um, you know, I would have probably given Clayton another year. I know he's kind of 38-39, but I think he played so well in that Boston game. And actually, I'm not saying he would be a starter for me every week, but I think just his his know-how, his now, he would just be a good person to have around the place, you know, a positive role model. Um, but that's just my opinion.
3: Mark, how about you? Any of those players stand out? Anyone? I presume you echo Dan's thoughts of the loss of Akil Wright and Pete Jameson, two big players for York City. Anyone on that list?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll just start with with Dan's point around um, around Donaldson. I too was, I was quite surprised to sort of see him, out, see him go and leave so quickly on that initial um, list that was put together quite quickly after we got promoted. Um, I certainly think that, that y- your highest earner, which he will have been, and I imagine he probably would have still been this season if he stayed on, needs to be playing, you know, needs to be, playing full-time and and he wasn't for the majority of sort of the back end of the season um obviously putting great shifts in the playoffs games um but yeah so I was sort of saying this before the end of the season with Donaldson that you know I wasn't saying that he should go it was more like about what what should he be earning it's a bit like somebody sort of like a part-time employee earning more than a full-time employee in sort of your everyday job It, it it it, from that perspective, it wouldn't make sense. But at the same time, I was just I was just so shocked to see him go so quickly Um certainly could do a job at this level. Um, and I thought that they would I thought they'd maybe talk with him a bit more um, and maybe spend a bit more time talking with him um, and maybe sort of renegotiate a contract more in line with what he can offer us. Well, um, that's not been the case. So that's that's a shame. Um, yeah, obviously, this point with Jameson. Disappointed to see him sign for Harrogate as well. Um, I know they're a football league club, um, but yeah, bloody hell. Um, I don't feel like he's gone to a football league club. Uh, and uh, with Wright, again, it's, it's surprised to see him go to the football league and only because um, when we signed him from Wrexham he didn't, yeah, it didn't really have a did he, No, mm. I and mean, Wrexham weren't too disappointed by the loss of him. I mean, he's obviously been great for us. And, um, you know, we, we obviously got really excited by him in the initial pre-season games. And then, um, and then obviously, last season... he was superb last season. He You know, was at, he was our star Wars all season. Absolutely fantastic, along with Jameson, really. Um, but, yeah, so... But, I mean, in terms of... Um, in terms of what's on this list, I mean, retained players and, and new players. I mean, I've not been to any pre season, I don't go to many more. Um, I just don't see the point, I think that was proven last season. Um, um, you know, we'll find out, we'll know about these players by the end of October.
3: What, you th- what are your thoughts on Ryan Whitley? Do you think you'll get a chance this season? Or Ethan Ross, a lot of experience coming in from online from stock? Yeah, Stockpool. I mean, Do you, you think- know, my, you
2: mates, think- my mates were very excited by the, by the, the signing of Ross. Um, We'll we'll find out over the next couple of months. We'll we'll know by the end of October what this group's all about. Um, and we'll know whether we need changes. We'll know whether they, they've got the bottle. Um, you know, whether they want it enough. Um, obviously, this season's a bit different in the sense that, you know, you know, like Ben was saying earlier on when we first got here, You know, I think as a group of supporters, the majority of us, those with our heads clued on, You know, we're not expecting too much this season. We've got to respect the league. Okay. Yeah, we should never be relegated out of it. We'll just come back into it. Um, But yeah, overall, you know, like I say, top and bottom of it is we'll know by the end of October where these lot are at. And, um, you know, if they're a great group, brilliant. And if we need to make changes, then ASCII, uh, I'm sure we'll do that.
3: Yeah, sure. Ben, on to you now. So what are your thoughts? I particularly want to get your thoughts on Scott Burgess and Alex Whittle returning to York City. At the club not so long ago. I remember seeing a tweet from you about Alex Whittle uh, when he re signed. What are your thoughts on those two in particular, but overall the new players that have come in?
1: Yeah, I, I've always been someone that thinks you should never go back to a player once they've left you. And um, yeah, Whittle, looking at it as a whole, I think our, my, my personal sort of hope for this season is I'll be happy with finishing anywhere from about 18th upwards. So if we're looking at that sort of 18th to 12th kind of range, I think these players will do the job that we need them to do and get them to that bit. If we are looking to push for playoffs, and like John Askey says, he wants to get promoted at every opportunity, then I think these players we've signed are bang average to poor. I do not think um, we've improved on players, necessarily. I look at the likes of Alex Wickle, and he, he'll do a job for us. But there's a reason why playoff Chesterfield have got rid of him. There's a reason why um,
0: Chesterfield's player of the season last
1: year, but they got rid of him. So, yeah, we've, uh, with Alex Whittle, yeah, it's, it's time will tell. Um, Scott Burgess, last time he was here, yeah, he's got a couple of good goals, but did he do much else? You know, from my midfielders, I'm looking at someone that will assist the assist potentially, like get your wingers involved, get your strikers involved. I just don't see that coming from our midfield at the minute, and I really hope I'm wrong. But like I say, I think these players will get us to 18th and above.
3: So, so you've been to all preseason games so far. What are your thoughts from what you have seen? You were saying earlier, midfield just getting run run through.
1: Yeah, the the midfield seems non-existent in terms of actually getting on the ball. They're giving the ball away a lot. I find that they're they're not protecting the defence and they're not bringing the attack in. and I think that's where we've said for years like York City have always had a poor midfield and a few years we've had, had good midfields we've had good seasons so I feel that this is going to be a poor midfield this year and we're not going to see what we're potentially capable of um, but like I say I'm happy with 18th so yeah I, I think we'll be okay but there's a several players in there that I think will be loaned out very quickly
3: yeah we'll get uh, everyone's thoughts and expectations surely but last but not least Jim what do you think? How about the uh, players who've signed oh, from last season?
0: With ben. I, I think look, I'm not going to say we're going to set the world like we need to go for a promotion, but I think we signed some good players. I think you know, and and and, and, and yeah, you know, Alex Wittle at Chesterfield. Then, it, it kind of came out that we were that we we like to get Alex Whittle. Chesterfield fans were gutted, and a lot of people around Chesterfield were gutted. Uh, I think Ralph Fowlerfield's a good player. Yeah, okay. I think I think you're potentially right. I think midfield, which I, we need to replace, right? We need to play, replace replace yeah. right. We don't have that presence in
1: midfield, yeah. do we?
0: You, yeah. you look at our defense, and um, I don't think it's bad. I think I'm I'm happy that with the players that we've managed to keep or we've managed to bring in, but it makes a big difference. You got a player like that sat in front of him. So I think there's space for a, for a midfielder. Um, I'd like to think we can get one, but I, don't, I have no idea whether we will. Um. I think the I, I do think the squad's good. I think it's w- quite well balanced. I think in previous years we've had really unbalanced squads. Um, but but like Mark said, you know, wait till the end of October. That's where really the real real judge, isn't it?
3: Yeah. So get your thoughts on Ryan Whitley as well. Was he got promoted with Scarborough last season. Do you think he's ready for the step up, or do you think? I think if he's, he's not playing gonna, safe with yeah, Ethan Ross, I
0: think, I think if he's not going to get a chance this year, I don't know when he is. Yeah. I think you know. He's been knocking on the door knocking it, on uh, the door for a while. That said, what I think is great with bringing Ross in at the same time is we know from how he treated his wingers last year that if ASCI wants to put someone else then he will. He's not going to be precious about it. It'll be, you know, you've got to earn your spot every week. So, um, and I think from the, you know, from the pre-season games that I've followed or I've been at, he's swapped them about. So I've got no idea who he's going to choose. But I think if whoever it is, I'll have to perform because the other one's going to be looking over the shoulder, which is only a good thing in my book.
3: Let's put it out there. Then, which of those players is going to end up on loan at Bradford Park Avenue by January?
0: I have no, I have no idea. I've no, I've not seen enough of them at all, and I don't. I, what has been great about preseason for me is that absolutely no settling. Nobody settled into a position, so I have no idea.
3: Okay, well, i ask ask you all again later in the year, unless Ben Ben looks quite keen well, to.
1: You say that none of them look settled. That's a bit of a worry for me, Jim. If none of them look settled with one game to go before the real thing, yeah, that's a bit of a concern for me. If you were to pick one player that will be out on loan. I think Manny Duku seems the type that will score about two goals, do really well, and then for some reason just doesn't fit our style of play, or isn't getting a look in. And not because of his own ability, but
0: he'll just be shipped out because I think we've got quite a few strikers. I'm glad I came to this. What an enjoyable Friday evening, listening to Ben Robinson online.
3: My vote's for Luke James. I'm going to chip in here as a P3 United fan, had him in 2015, Works his socks off, but my awful awful finisher. So, uh, and it's... His, uh, his stats, his stats since haven't been great either. So uh, my votes fully changed James anyway. Well, uh we'll move on from that and uh, we'll have a look at the hopes for the season, predictions as well, where we're going to end up. Ben, you said you'd be happy with mid-table, you know, consolidation. Dan, how about you? What do you reckon for this season? Where where do you hope York City? I hope
4: we come mid-table. I, I like mid-table mediocrity. It, it makes your life far less, less stress, stressful. Yeah. I don't want to worry about going down. Um, the thought of getting relegated back to National League North would, uh, yeah, equally getting promoted is quite stressful because you'd want it so much to get back in the Football League as someone who grew up with York City in the Football League. So, yeah, if we if we can, you know, that's the aim to get back in the Football League. But I think I'm not naive enough to think that you know we definitely need to do it at the first attempt you know well the first time we we're in it it took us eight years to get back promoted and then the last time when it we went straight back through it didn't we so you know that's one promotion in nine seasons isn't it if we can come mid-table and build on that for the season after I would take that right now I don't know what whatever you think
2: uh well I, I hope we, we win the league that's, that's what I hope um and if not then I hope we get promoted by the playoffs and if not that then I hope, <laughs> hope we finish finish mid-table and if not That's
0: that not then that. I <laughs> hope we stay up
2: um, no I, I think um, I I really trust Askey. Um I think it, you know his pedigree as a manager at this level as well um, has been proven um, you could easily flip that and say well he might have had a one season one day blah 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 at the end of the day he came in last season um, with really half a season to go and just turned it around completely and really by the end of the season including the playoff games we were the best team in the league we might not have been the prettiest team in the league but we beat everyone in front of us Um, you know we went to we went to Brackley and we beat them we beat Boston at home comfortably after they'd come to us at home and turned us over really really comfortably Um, you know I think If we'd have had to play Gateshead, I think we'd have beaten Gateshead. By the end of last season, he put together a winning team that knew how to win football matches. And he's put together a winning team to win the National League at Macclesfield. Um, I think he ended up at Shrewsbury, didn't he? A A bit of a bad time, but I think we've got a great manager now. I do think, um, I know it's a little bit hypocritical, um, but pre-season doesn't sound overly great. And I don't think we're going to have a particularly great start to the season. Um, I think, I think it's going to be a bit of a struggle early doors. I think, I think we'll lose some games and then we'll win the odd war and probably have some silly draws in there, in there. But I can sort of see it being a little bit similar to, to last season in a way that sort of by mid-season, things will start to level out a bit. And maybe towards the end, we might even have might end up having having a push. that's what I hope. But um, towards you know towards the playoffs, Um, yeah, I'm optimistic towards the end of the season. But I I do think it's going to be a struggle at first. Um, um, Like I say, I accept that it's a little bit hypocritical because you know I've said before that preseason doesn't mean anything. But um, yeah, I mean you know we'll we'll see how it goes, but. if you're asking me to sort of say where definitely I think we're going to finish, I, I, I think I think we'll finish in the top half.
3: Ben, how about you? Then on to your, you say you expect to finish mid-table. Yeah, you, we'll, you're happy with that as well.
1: I think it'll be the upper half of the bottom half. If you know what I mean, so, so around about 14th. Yeah, around about there, I think.
3: I think one thing
1: I agree with Debo is I really do trust Daski. I really think he's a manager who learns from his mistakes. So if he's made an error with a player, he's not afraid to change it up a little bit and um, swap him over and sort of learn where players are playing the best. And I think he's he's got a solid system now. think trusts that he works. Um, so, yeah, I do trust Daski. Uh, I think I think it will be a very slow start. I think we're going to get turned over 1-0 to Woking on the opening day. Um, <laughs> So, but I think eventually it will pick up a bit. I think I I am sort of agreeing with Debo here that whereas he's maybe a bit more optimistic than I am, I think it'll start off slow and then we'll soon come in with
3: so many new players. It's not not going to click straight away.
1: I think towards the end of the season, if we've got something we look to build on for next season, we're not sort of going next season again, Mm. going, oh, we need to have a massive clear out here and start all over again. I think that'll be a positive if we can build on it yeah. for next
3: season. Consolidation, very much the key word for this season, it seems. Jim, how about you, finally, on this? Uh, much yeah, the same? Well, Happy uh, with the well, table or uh, uh, well, aiming a bit higher?
0: Yeah, like Askey said, Askey said promotion. I think that's, uh, you know, optimistic, but I think it's, I can, you know, I think we know from Aski that he's a winner, isn't he? And, and he sees himself winning games and that's that's how you end up if you do that, so... Um, I think I'm, I'm realistic to think that if if anybody thinks that we're going to step up from the National League North and then go straight up and win it, yeah, it's going to be a tough ask. Um, I think we've we assess it in December, but what I really want to see is just consistent point scoring. Not, you know, if that's six and 12, so you kind of sit in mid-table at Christmas, then I'm happy with that. But if it's...
4: One of the reasons I struggle to make a prediction on it is... I've no idea what the National League is like anymore. Like, it's been that long since we've been in it. You know, t- for us to get take five years to get out of National League North, which was a predominantly part-time league with full-time professionals, you know, is this going to be a big step up? You know, pl- we're, we're playing predominantly full-time teams. It's flipped now, hasn't it? I don't think there'll be many part-time teams. Maybe old Trinham, I don't know, maybe a couple of others. But, you know, th- what gives me a little bit of hope is the fact that last season you had, like, Halifax and Solihull Moors, Boreham Wood up near the top. A lot smaller clubs, you'd say, with a lot smaller infrastructure than us. And we've got the momentum of promotion. We've got, like Debo says, we've got a great manager, someone that the fans have got behind. I think the one thing that surprised me has been John Askey's optimism because, really, he could have said any If he'd have just said, if we can come fourth bottom this season, I'll be happy, I think the fans would be like, yeah, whatever whatever you say, John. But the fact he's sort of said, I want us to get promoted, actually, he's put the pressure on himself and, and his team before a ball's kicked. And that, that surprised me. But then he got promoted out of this league with the smallest budget in the league, so he, he's probably got grounds to be optimistic.
0: Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think not knowing the league really doesn't help. And actually, when you look at it, it's quite a scary league now. There's some big big clubs.
3: Like, in, you're coming on to the next point. I was no, going to ask. I'll stop, I'll stop no, I was going <laughs> to ask you guys. Yeah, basically, if York City are in a promotion race, who are their main challengers?
0: Well, there's so many. I mean, if if anybody ignores Wrexham, I think you're just you're not really following football, either. They are going to throw cash at it this year, and it is going to go. That I mean, we thought they were big spenders last year, but Christ, this is going to be something. This is going to be another level this year. The, the setup that they've got, you know, heard, heard today they've moved their training ground to Chester because they can't build on quick enough that they're happy with. Ludicrous. Like nobody else has got going to have the facilities and resources available to them that they're gonna have this season. Notts County are a big club. Yes, they're down there and the you know, they're not at the easiest time of it recently, but they're gonna be in and around. Chesterfield I think will be in and around, you know, just listing these it the feels like league clubs. These don't feel like national league clubs. Um and, and every one of them, you know, comparative to like twenty twelve when we got up when, you know, we I think we we probably did a lot with our budget and we and and pushed it as far as we could. I think we've got to be realistic and know that, that we're not we're not going to be the biggest budget in this league now. We've not been in that situation since we were probably since we were in the league. Because I think even when we came down and went through the national league, we threw a lot of cash at it.
2: I I do think that it, it would have been nice for Wrexham to have got promoted last season. I must admit, I was uh, even though that playoff semi-final game uh, with uh, with Grimsby was a fascinating game to watch, especially the end of it. Um, it would have been nice to sort of to see them go up. I mean. That that bloody actor that owns, what's he called? Is it Ryan? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. I mean, I think didn't he sell his uh, was it his whiskey business or something for about eight hundred million pound that he'd invested in or something like that? I mean, the 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 guy's got just a, a ludicrous amount of cash behind him, um, and yeah, um, he's obviously happy to throw that at Rexham. I mean, why why Rexham? No idea. I mean. I, you know, American actor from, where's he from? California or whatever. Suddenly wants to come on Canada. No, oh, a Canadian <laughs> actor, American actor from Canada who <laughs> 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 decided to buy Rexham. It's a, it's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? But, um, but he has done, um, yeah, it would have been nice to see him go. And it, to be honest with you, sort of in a way, you just sort of want to see him just vanish this season quite quickly, really, because they're gonna. And then uh, it'll be obviously interesting to see where they can go from there. Um, one thing I was just going to say, just from a perspective of, Trying to compete in this league. What's interesting, sort of on Dan's point before around mentioning around sort of Solihull Moors and Halifax, is it'd be interesting to see how the league has changed since we were last in it, trying to get out of it. Um, in the sense that, and I know I've, this isn't me saying this, other people have mentioned this about how previously, you know, it was sort of us, Luton Town, Rex and maybe, and we were the we were the real main big clubs in the league and the rest really were either professional clubs who, you know, didn't really have much of a chance and part-time clubs. And it's changed now, like we've said, you know, you know, Jim reeled off so many, you know, so many different clubs down there now that can really compete. Um, and I mean, and, re- and even Wrexham are on another yeah, level. We know you really.
3: mentioned the teams that come down from Football League, yeah. Oldham, Scunthorpe. Yeah, yeah clubs be, coming down yeah,
2: from the yeah. Football League, Oldham and Scunthorpe. Yeah. Um, but... To, to, what what I'm interested to see is, is not just that competition, but sort of back when we were first in it. I mean, I think back to like 2006, 2007, 8. What you what you seem to always have around there was you'd have a team finish mid-table, like a Dagenham or an Aldershot, and then the following season they'd run away with league. And it's like it just sort of showed that really it was back then. I don't know; it's only 15 years ago, but it was a bit of a lottery, really, in terms of you know, clubs buying players and getting the right managers in and stuff like that. It wasn't really like, it wasn't like, they weren't throwing big money at things or, you know, like suddenly owners were coming in with these amazing strategies. It was just a lottery Mm. and you could quite easily be, you know, look mid-table in a relegation scrap one season and winning the league the next. Um, You know, we we nearly got promoted in 2010 on, on the back of a season, nearly getting relegated in 2009. But for so for me it'll be interesting to see if that's changed. And whether, you know, now the sort of now we've got so many big sort of football club league clubs that have remained in the league, you know, maybe with a bit more cash, how that sort of competition has changed and uh, and whether it's uh, whether that still applies or, or whether it don't.
3: Yeah, it'll be interesting for your season playing teams that probably won't see them as the big fish, not as many. Big teams are in the National League North every week. York City were the big game for most teams. So, uh, Ben, let's get your thoughts then on any potential promotion rivals or relegation rivals, if you want. To. Do you think <laughs> York City are going to be down there? Uh,
1: yeah. No, I think the main ones have been mentioned. I think Scunthorpe are going to slip through the net like we did. I think they're going to go straight back uh, down again into the National League North. I think they're an absolute mess. Um, I think Oldham under their new ownership will have a bit of stability and probably be looking at similar sort of season to us. Um, but I don't think them two are going to pull up any strings in this league. I think, looking at the bottom of the table, it seems I think we'll be going down, probably Maidenhead and Wheelstone, certainly. And then I think Aldershot and Barnett and Eastley have been knocking on the door for a bit now, yeah. so they could be down there. And I think Dorking will be below us, and I think Gateshead will be below us. So
0: I thought you said we were going to get really good. So, <laughs> so look, at, look at it, I think...
1: I think we're on for 18th, to be honest. I think, <laughs> I think we're on for, I don't think we'll go down, but I don't think we'll be, I don't be, think we'll be challenging with I'm any the teams of that mentioned. Yeah. I think, you know, I think Notts County and Chesterfield have got significantly bigger budgets. than it's, it's to be expected, you know, I'm, I know we're all having a laugh and the joke, but I'm just being realistic, okay? Yeah, I think that that is where we're going to finish this year.
4: Um, I think one of the other things that's going to be key for York is is going to be the away form because so many teams this time are southern based, aren't they? Like we've been so used to, we joked about Bradford Park Avenue earlier, but, but all these grounds that are so close by and have a lot of away support. I know a lot of York fans will be up for the kind of London away days, but some of them are long trips and not everyone can do that. You know, with cost of living going up and stuff like that, I think it's, it's a big ask for people to kind of go home and away every week. So that away form is going to be, you know, really important. And if you look at the two sides that we played above us last season, so we had Dagenham, didn't we, in the trophy and Bromley in the trophy. And at Dagenham, we had the epic kind of penalty shootout win. But I think, you know, the game itself, you know, Dagenham were the better side. I think Bromley, um, we we kind of more than matched them in the first half. But second half, they made a couple of changes in the game, completely changed. And, and these are sides that were not in the sort of playoffs at the end of the season. So, those, there is going to be a step up, I think, at this level, and it's going to be interesting to see how York can compete. But, I, but I think you know what people have already said about Wrexham and Chesterfield. It seems like you do expect them. They've got the expectation on them to be up there, haven't they? But Notts County have lost like Carl um, Roberts haven't they, this week, so, and they're relying on Macaulay Langstaff and um, who else? Forgot front. Cheers for That's helping nice. me out. <laughs> um, and so they've got Sam Austin as well from Kidderminster, so, but, but they're National League North players that, that were good at that level, but they're kind of banking on these players, um, you know, getting them up near the top. So so there's a big risk from their point of view as well. So it'd be interesting to see how the league pans out. But I think it is a bit like what Debo says that a lot of it will be a bit of a lottery. And, and we kind of, these teams are a bit of an unknown entity, aren't they, to us? Yeah. And probably a lot of people. Yeah.
0: I, I think that that lot lottery is, is below the, the, the league's in two parts, right? So you have got like we've mentioned, the Rex and the, the not counting that. Yeah, form, the football league clubs and the yeah. rest have then, pretty much no experience you know, above Being the best league. of the rest, yeah. y- you're talking like lower end of the playoffs, which is not a bad thing, but I think that's where, you know, I think even, even if we'd gone out and got the, you know, a squad that Ben would have been happy with, that's the best we could have hoped for, realistically. Yeah. So I think that's what you're looking at.
3: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, um, any hopes for a cup run? Are you bothered about the cups this season? If we can have a, Mid table finish, you know, a bit.
4: Kevin Scott, right? He got loads of goals last season. Sorry, Kevin. Fair
3: enough. Yeah. Any hopes for a cup run? Obviously, a few games further in the FA Cup now, start a bit later. Or are you not too bothered?
0: Uh, oh, I love a cup run. I love a cup run as a fan. Um, I think with my trust head on as well, cup runs always been a bit more cash, which is mm-hmm. always nice. And I think we've got to, you know, as a fan base, we've got to recognize that. Uh, the club's in a different position in a, in a good position and it's got to, going to be responsible but that means a cup run will fund the club so um yeah definitely that you know we I, I love a cup run yeah why not if we could do it in the FA Cup that'd be nice as well yeah absolutely I think if
1: we take it seriously and start to really look at it properly, I think this could be the year we win the North Riding Senior Cup. I think it's been on the cards now. We haven't won it for 10 years. And I think if we start actually playing the players that should be playing in that, nice. league, I think this is a squad that could potentially win that trophy.
3: You know how the <laughs> yeah.
1: North Riding Senior Cup. Um, you know how they have yeah.
3: the FA, FA Cup final dates in the programme. So uh, but- North R- Senior Riding Cup. I would like court.
1: to say a third round of the FA Cup. I think, you know, we look yeah. back in the last of, since the turn of the century, what what do we remember? Wembley twice and then trips to Bolton and Stoke. I mean, look at Bolton now. You know, it's quite depressing when you look at it that way. But look at Bolton and look at Stoke now, sort of middling teams, but a nice run in the FA Cup. I'd like to go in the trophy again. I've always enjoyed the trophy. And to be honest, just bring back the Santa Shield at this rate because, you know, I'm a big <laughs> cup fan. I think, I think it's the thing that we all kind of live for because there's always that bit of jeopardy. It's like it could end today. Whereas the league, you know, I think we're on for a solid 18th. So,
0: I think that FA Cup third round. I think that that would be the memory for the stadium this year as well. So looking at last year, you know, we all bemoaned moving to the to the out to the LNER, and then we got those huge memories straight away in the in the in the playoffs. If we can recreate that with a with a third round FA Cup performance for those young young kids behind the south stand that yeah. have probably never been to one. You know, when was the last time we were in that? We'd never been to it. That would be a huge memory, especially if we could get a big draw. That'd be unbelievable. Even if you get
4: better
3: up because you come in later on, that's it. you know even good. if you get league a league like, League One team like Sheffield Wednesday in the first round, that would oh, yeah, yeah, damn yeah. yeah. a championship team yeah.
4: like Huddersfield would bring a big party United, out. yeah. Big, big team, big like that. team like maybe not that. Peter but Chris. <laughs> <that's> the, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. So yeah, Brilliant. Okay, so we'll We'll wrap the season review up there, but before we uh, finish that part, we'll get all your predictions and player of the season. So I want a position and the player of the season from everyone, Dan, you've got the mic. So let's start with you. Not where you hope your city finish, where you think they'll actually finish. And we'll uh, review again at the end uh, of the season. I'm
4: going to go, you know, may I must get hoodwinks with these things. I'm going to go 10th. 10th. Yeah. I think that I'd be buzzing with that. Um, just ahead of the mid-table mediocrity that I was hoping for. Um, And, you know, I've already said earlier, big fan of Kuyar. I think if we can keep him the whole season, I think that'll be the only season we do keep him because I think he's that good. Um, But yeah, no, I think he'll be the standout player for us going forward. My my only concern with him actually is that he he did play a lot of football in the summer with his country. And, you know, he's literally probably not had as big a break as everyone else. And whether... You know, I, I don't worry about the start of the season for him, but maybe might kind t- of might take a while when to it starts. You know, the pitches start cutting up and stuff like that. Whether it whether he might kind of burn out a little bit, I don't know. But you know, he play a lot more games in National League, so we'll have to see. And obviously, all these cup games that we're playing off riding Senior Cup and all that, he might struggle to fit them all in.
2: Um, yeah, for me, I, well, I say I've not seen enough of the squad to to really make a fair decision. So. I, I'm I'm just gonna have to play it safe and say either John Lewis or, or uh or Koo, yeah. Um uh, in terms of where we'll finish, um I'm gonna say seventh. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go for seventh. Um I said it before, dinner. you know? I think um I think oh, I to towards first. the yeah. So <laughs> towards the end of the season things will pick up. Um yeah, and I'll uh, I'll say seventh and but yeah, I mean I didn't I I, I didn't speak on the, the cup things, but um yeah, I'd I love I love the FA Cup. I was absolutely devastated when we got beat by bucks in last season.
3: Um I remember you and, I uh, remember you when I was in the studio that day and I went to get a lot yeah, of what you said. Yeah. I had to, yeah. I've so not, well, i not well I I came that close to anything off you. I've mind. not
2: been able to commentate since, Really <laughs> um well, never mind. Uh yeah, I'd uh you know, I really hope we have a good cup run as well, if we can. Uh, and Dan said before sort of, the, the thing now is we don't have to mess around with the second round qualifier and the third round qualifier. Yeah. You know, you're in at the fourth round qualifier. So, you, you know, we, we, you only have to play three or four games to get to the third round. And obviously, it's tough depending on your draw. But um, yeah, obviously, if we could get a third, even maybe first fourth round draw somewhere, it'd be, it'd be great.
3: Great stuff. Go on then, Ben. Enlighten us all with your optimism.
1: I think I think we'll finish 14th. I think that's a reasonable expectation. I think there are teams we are better than, um, but I think there's a lot of teams that all. Will have that experience of this league constantly. You I mean, just look at Bromley last season, even though we went 1-0 ahead, they're very quickly, easily tore us apart in that second half. Um, so I, I think 14th is where I'm going to predict us this season. Um, I think we'll get to the second round of the FA Cup
0: and I think Sam Sanders will be our player of the season.
3: Sam Sanders. So, left field choice. But so I'm
0: pretty much just going to agree with Dan, to be honest. I think we'll be kind of 10th. Um, I, I, I'd like to think that in kind of, February, March time we're going if we could just win three games in a row we'll be right up there and in there that'd be, that'd be nice um, and undoubtedly it'll be Mascuta yeah, because he is an absolute magician and I know it was only against Selby Town but the, just the difference when he comes on is, is unreal
3: yeah. I'm going to go for 12th and Luke James to be player of the season
0: <laughs> uh, Brilliant Thanks guys <laughs>
3: As part of the uh, Crux of It uh, podcast, this brand new uh, spin off podcast of York Hospital Radio, we've got a special feature now. We're going to do uh, the Shambles Spinner.
4: So, what, what we're going to do is people haven't seen these questions before. We're going to stop it on a random topic and then it's going to be the first thing that comes into your head. So, good job. I haven't got epilepsy done. I'm not going Yeah, I sorry think. about that. <laughs> Most disappointing York City signing ever. Let's start with you, Deborah.
2: Uh, top of my head, I'd have to say uh, Rogeria. Which was uh, two thousand and two, two thousand and three. Um, everyone sort of bigged him up as he was Brazilian, wasn't he? And uh, well, do you mean, Well, did we did we think he was Brazilian or something? Did he pretend to be Brazilian? Um, and he came. Do you remember he came out? I can't remember who we played. And he came on and he did that bit of skill. And everyone went. And the, I mean, you'd have thought we'd scored. Like if you'd have been passing ground, you thought, thought a goal coming. All he had done was like a little flick. And we thought, God, who we be signed here. Uh, and he and he turned out to be, in my opinion, the most disappointing New York City signing ever because uh, he was
4: uh, he was terrible. He took a shot nearly at, at the corner flag. I remember that. Like, and when he came on, people used to shout, "Go on, Rog!" Like he was like an adopted <laughs> Yorkshireman. Um, and yeah, I, I mean that's a good call that about Regeria. Yeah, I, I think there was rumours that he, we signed him to sell Brazil shirts in the club shop. That was a sort of level of marketing that we were at. <laughs> um hopefully glenn's got a few more ideas than uh, than john bachelor did but yeah that was when we had all the soccer club and the checkered flag shirts and stuff like that it was all a bit of a ploy to try and you know sell shirts in america york city soccer club um but they didn't know a world cup was going on there in 1994 so why are we going to sign regirio's shirts I i don't know but yeah good call ben have you gone
1: I'll go for a little bit more recent than that. I'll go Jason Mooney. I think not because of him necessarily, but we had Nick Pope the season before. You know, absolutely out of this world. I think people's expectations were still up that we we're going to have a future England international playing, and I think Jason Mooney very quickly became um, very disappointing. We'll put it um, just with his height was unable to get down low and letting a lot of goals. So I'd, I'd say Jason Mooney but then he ended up in League One and we yeah. ended up in National League North.
2: Like, crazy. So, Did
1: you want him to play the rest of that
0: season? No, not particularly, no. I think I think you're all wrong. I think, uh, and I'm struggling to remember his name here, was it what? Derwin Martina? that never got near the first team because he played in a reserve squad and Gary Mills said, see you later. Like, yeah, you, you, got, you guys, you got near the first team squad. Far too good.
4: And uh, my choice is going to be uh, Joe Ironside. He was probably my most disappointing York City sign. Just because I was I was really excited when he signed because he'd scored quite a few times against us. I think his record for Kidderminster at that time was like one in two. Um, you know, I thought we've done really well to get him. We got him on loan. I thought, how have Kidderminster let him come to us? Um, and we had him for 10 games. I don't think he scored. I remember he played in that 5-1 game at Darlington. He, you know, he just barely touched a ball, and then worse than that, he went back to kid him in, so scored against us later on in the season, and now he's playing in League One, and in fact, I think you saw him score for Cambridge at Newcastle last season, Ben, didn't you? So,
1: all right, it
4: in. He was more disappointing for the fact that I was excited when he came in, turned out to be a real, you know, just a terrible signing for us, and then went on and proved he was actually quite a good player after all, so typical York City.
3: You've got my answer there, Dan, but yeah, <laughs> yeah anyone since 2013 so I'm spot for choice, really. got next then uh, we're going to go on to uh, Jim's
0: we're on to Jim's. Oh, my Jim. game to you, Jim. yeah so uh, most people I imagine most of the listeners will be uh, big fans of Front as well Front does this brilliant honours list just like uh, the Queen um, he does this brilliant honours list and I thought we could bring that to life uh, to life a bit and what I'm so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you four clues after each clue You can guess the player that I'm trying to to, uh, describe for you. I will be the player, so I will be doing this in first person. Uh, So everybody understand what's going to happen? Everybody with me? Okay, so uh, clue one is, I was born on the 11th of September, 1985. I signed for York on the 18th of August, 2006, and made a total of 318 appearances for the club. Dan Pazler. Yes, it is Dan Pasler. I thought I'd start with an easy one. Um, I'll run through the clues. So the Clubs, were, over the years, I've scored a total of seven career goals. Uh, my, first be, my first for York, being in the FA Trophy in February 2008. Uh, Clue three, I would later go on to become club captain for York. However, the first time I slipped on the armband was in January 2007 for a one-all draw against Altrincham. And uh, he left York in 2015, as we all know, returned in 2017. Uh, and after spells with Grimsby and Cheltenham, um, in 2019, he was forced to retire early due to injury. So uh, that's Daniel Pasler. Uh, and four-time club of the year, and was welcomed into the y front Honours List uh, by being knighted in 2019. I have a feeling this 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 second one you're going to get straight away as well, and I'm going to have to make it a lot harder next time we do this. Everybody ready for t- number two? Yeah. yeah. Daniel Art wants to answer straight away, just because that was oh, far I'll too good. Cool. Okay. So I was born on the 30th of September, 1982. And I originally joined York in September 2004, and amassed 284 appearances for the club. Nope.
1: Yeah, I'm going to guess it's one of the bishops. Uh, I'd go Andy Bishop.
0: Incorrect. Next, so we'll hold you as a having a clue in there. Having a Everyone, to guess, so clue two is during Manny Panthers' two match omission in the 2007 2008 season, I captained the Min- Minstermen. I only missed one match that season. McGurk, Dave McGurk, yes, me. it is. He's 100% hard work, he is, of course, Dave McGurk, uh, and he was welcomed as the Wife Front Honours list by being knighted in 2018. Uh, Clue three was that he achieved his 200th appearance against Bedworth United in 2009, the FA Cup. And in 2007, 2008, he was, of course, voted club of the Year. I would have thought he'd captained a few more games than that. He did. He win. Win. So that was his first game that he captained. Ah, right. Okay. He went on to know. Captain Gate to obviously captain a lot more. Yeah. So him and Paslo were named club captains earlier the season after. Right. And he, okay, Paslo, got injured. Uh,
3: thanks, chaps. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed the uh, season preview. Uh, plenty of optimism around the club and hoping for a nice mid table finish, it seems, as the uh, overall feeling from the panel. York City kick off their National League season against Woking on the 6th of August. You can tune in for live commentary of that game on York Hospital Radio from 3pm, the goal line show. Uh, Don't forget to tune in, but if you want to make a donation, then please do. York Hospital Radio relies on donations. Uh, Make a donation on www.justgiving.com forward slash York Hospital Radio. But until next time, take care and we'll see you soon.